The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. When we expend negative energy towards others and the world around us, we push ourselves further away from our own success. Welcome to Wealthy Thoughts with your host, Richard Levy. Our show provides a positive blueprint to what you could be doing in order to bring more success to your life. Now, here is Richard Levy. Hello, dear friends of Wealthy Thoughts. I am Richard Levy in Chicago, the Windy City. And welcome to our first live show on Mondays. I'm so excited that you've chosen to be with us today. We're excited to show you how easy it is for you to attract a life of wealth, success, health, prosperity, and joy, as long as you decide to shift your thinking, decide to let go of negative distractions, that is, clutter around your house, let go of negative people, let go of anger, let go of hurts, let go of debt. Let go of thoughts and conversations about what you do not want, what you want to avoid, and what you do not like. Now persistently think about having the success, love, health, and prosperity you deserve. In fact, I invite you to listen to the replay of our August 31st show with Terry as she detailed her affirmations of wealth and success using the all-important word deserve. Today, we are going to talk to a very successful person who I believe has convinced himself and the universe that he indeed deserves a life of success, wealth, love, and health. You will want to feel his positive energy, his enthusiasm for the best life. He is very clear about his beliefs on thinking success and letting go of the negative. My guest today, ladies and gentlemen, is Jay Messenger. Jay is the CEO and founder of Jay Messenger Corporate Jet Sales. Jay is now in his 40th year of actively buying and selling turbine-powered corporate aircraft. Friends, listen carefully to Jay. He loves talking about success, success thinking, success living, and how you too can have whatever you want as long as you actively and decisively think the right thoughts, persistently focus on what you want, and take action. I now have the honor and pleasure to introduce to you, ladies and gentlemen, Jay Messenger. Hi, Jay, and welcome to Wealthy Thoughts. Thanks, Richard. I'm I, uh, excited about being here today. 
Thank you so much, Jace. Great to hear your voice and your positive energy. Jay, before we get into the specifics of your own great attitude about life, success, and prosperity, I would like the audience to get to know about your success in buying and selling large corporate aircraft. For those out there who are not very familiar with corporate aviation, please tell us briefly what you and Jay Messenger Corporate Jet Sales do. Well, on good days, we sell airplanes. Um, <laughs> and if I knew which day that was going to be, I'd only work about 35 days a year. But since I don't, I've got to come in here and think positively about it 365 days a year to get those 35 transactions a year. But what we do uh, is we facilitate and consult to buyers and sellers on an exclusive basis to buy or sell their turbine uh, business aircraft. And business aircraft is uh, a, a mode of travel, a mode of transportation, a method of moving uh, buyers in front of sellers, a method of moving uh, customers in front of products, a, mes- a method of moving uh, customer service where it's needed at the point of, uh, point of breakdown of an aircraft. It is a vital industry. It's been around for close to 70 years. It has uh, certainly uh, suffered when economic times are bad. It, cert- it tends to suffer. It is, uh, we are constantly making sure that people understand that uh, getting out ahead of your competition, getting in front of your customer is a vital, a vital piece of making business better. Um, although it is, it's a huge economic factor, it's easy to talk about the positiveness of getting there and it's a very different thing to talk about the cost of doing it. So you're always balancing. You can't just wish yourself in front of your customer in a business jet. So there's a lot of very complicated uh, considerations to take place. But it's a great business. It has served my family, myself. It's a family business for now 40 years. We enjoy it. We work hard to, to be transparent, to put a lot of integrity into a process, uh, and to have favorable outcomes for everyone, um, and not just for us in a process. Frankly, if the outcome is right for the client, the outcome will be right for us. If I stopped and focused on the outcome just for me or started to count the sales I might be making, I'd never be as successful as just focusing on the outcome for the client, including often, maybe even more so than not, talking somebody out of buying because it just might not be the right answer and Frankly, Richard, nobody pays me a dime for that answer, but it's the right answer, and the right answers have served us well. Wow. That speaks about your integrity, Jay. Ladies and gentlemen, did you catch that? That Jay will even talk a potential client out of business if it's in their best interest, and that's what Jay just talked about. He is focused more on the client being satisfied, his or her needs be taken care of instead of Jay focusing on me, 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 wealth and money. He focuses on the client. The client is a happy client, purchases an aircraft, and then Jay prospers. So keep that in mind. Jay, thank you for sharing that. And then you mentioned a moment ago that when the economy suffers, sometimes the corporate aviation suffers. But ladies and gentlemen, in this hour, I want you to see Jay Messenger doesn't mentally suffer when mentally he stays positive when the economy changes. Am I correct on that, Jay? Yeah. And you know, Richard, I I have to tell you that that 
that's not always easy. You know, you don't just uh, outthink yourself positively from bad situations. In fact, I think if you did think that you could just outthink yourself, you'd be disappointed. And, and probably those situations where you did okay, you would have just been lucky as opposed to have properly uh, focused positively in the circumstances. It doesn't mean things aren't bad, and when things are bad, you got to focus on that too, and you have to understand the cause and effect of whatever it is that's negative at that moment. Uh, you can't always just think yourself out of it. You have to constructively and carefully um, build a set of thoughts that are consistent with what you want, but don't overlook what could be real obstacles and real problems. Mm-hmm. Okay, so don't stick your head in the sand. Focus on the challenges out there. In fact, we're going to come back to the subject of challenges in just a moment. Jay, your customers, without naming names, would the list of your clients over these 40 years include famous people in show business and even CEOs of some of the largest corporations, not only in the United States but around the world? Yes, that would be correct. Okay. In fact, I remember, and I'm not going to mention that you mentioned me many years ago, he's deceased now, but one of the most famous Hollywood actors and TV performers of all times was one of your lead customers way back, and that just made me feel so, so proud of you. Jay, how did you get into the aviation business? You know, I I got into it not by thinking positively, but by accident. (laughs) Wow. Uh, which is how a lot of positive things occur, by the way. I learned how to fly an airplane in high school, was a flight instructor in college, never, Richard, with an intention of thinking, I'm going to be in the aircraft business. In fact, it was just a few years ago somebody reminded me that I was after I told this story. So I just was going to do it for the sport of it, for the enjoyment of it. Mm-hmm. Um, then left... The University of Texas in 1973 uh, and went into, got hired by a beer company in Houston, Texas. Hmm. And in those days, that was, you know, when you first started out in the beer business, you were just, you had a route. You went, you called on the, the establishment, you tried to get them to take your, your beer over another beer. Shelf space or cooler space was a critical thing, so you were always competing for that space. Um, one Friday afternoon, my employer came down to my cubby and said, Jay, you know all there is to know about airplanes. Come with me today. I want to buy one. And he wanted to buy a Piper, which was a piston-engine Navajo, which was a twin-engine, small cabin-class airplane, non-pressurized. And I said, great. Of course, Richard, anything to get out of your cubby on a Friday afternoon and, <laughs> and, and go do something else that you loved. I mean, I loved working, so I didn't need to get an excuse to leave work, but to leave work and go talk about airplanes was a, was a lot of fun, and it meant that, that my employer had a lot of confidence in me. Some of it might have been improperly founded as I continue to tell <laughs> the story, but, but we went, and we drove to Hobby Airport in Houston, Texas, and went to the dealership, and the dealership, I guess if I were so smart, I'd have called first. But when we got there, we found out that it was going out of business. So, and not in that one day, but over a, a series of, of short number of weeks, he said, you know, why don't I just buy the dealership? And, Jay, you know all there is to know about airplanes, so why don't you go run that? And I'll tell you, Richard, I was uh, not very old, 
and certainly not very seasoned in business. And there was a whole lot I didn't know about airplanes, but I continued to appreciate his confidence. And uh, so I did. I went to run that business, and within a year of being there, we turned that fledgling, bankrupt uh, dealership into the the world's largest Piper dealership. And I'd like to say a lot of it was about me. I sure think that some of it was about me. But it was also about the time in Houston, Texas. It was a boom time. There were some very positive tax incentives to buy aircraft. A lot of good reasons because of my family's social and business relationships in Houston and and my employer's uh, business and social relationships. We, We turned that, and a lot of hard work, and a lot of positive thought, we turned that business around within a year. Wow. So uh, in one year, uh, you came in to this dealership at uh, Houston Hobby Airport. The economy in the United States, even in Houston, before the oil challenges of the 80s was uh, just fine. The dealership was going south. And this gentleman had confidence in you. And then you began to have more confidence in yourself in one year. You turned, not only turned the business around, but you became the largest Piper aircraft dealership in the world? That's right. That's right. That, that is right. In fact, as I turn around and look from my computer screen and look at the pictures behind my desk, I can see me standing in front of a Piper Tomahawk, which was one of the early planes in those days, and looking very young, um, actually even looking very confident. But it was a it was a great success, and after a couple of years, he came to me and he said, "You know, I, you really could come back to the beer business or stay here, whatever you'd like. I'll help you make this business yours if you'd like to stay." And you know, I guess that was one thing to know that I didn't know everything there was to know about business because I'd have probably <laughs> stayed in the beer business. But I said, "No, I'll stay here." And he, as promised, helped me uh, make that business mine. And that was in 1974 when we first bought it. So. You know, shortly after it, in like '76, uh, made the business mine, and it's been a great business. And I've learned, and now I might be the smartest guy that there is about it, but I didn't start out that way. Wow! We well, I congratulate you on your success. And actually, when we come back from the break, I want to uh, ask you to share with the audience about your success and even the challenges working with all these employees at Houston Hobby Airport as you turn that Piper dealership around. This is exciting. I am Richard Levy speaking with our dear friend Jay Messenger. You're listening to Wealthy Thoughts in the Empowerment Channel at Voice America. Stay with us. We'll be right back with Jay on the other side. on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. 
we're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all our show archives on demand. All from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. This is Wealthy Thoughts with Richard Levy. To reach us today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send us an email, the address is WealthyThoughts at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Richard Levy and Wealthy Thoughts, with, and we're speaking with uh, our dear friend, Jay Messenger. And Jay is telling us before he went to the break how he was handed, literally in his laps, a dealership, a business in Houston, of which he had very little experience in, and a gentleman who capitalized it had all the confidence in Jay. And within a year, Jay took this dealership, which was about to go under, into the most successful dealership in the world. Jay, could you briefly share with the audience what, what could they learn from you and your attitudes within you that helped make this Piper dealership a gigantic success? Well, you know, uh, don't give up on luck. I mean, you know, when you think about it, Richard, as ill-equipped as I really was with respect to running a profit centers, a, a business that had six profit centers that ran 24 hours a day, seven days a week, that uh, was was in bankruptcy. Um, you know, there were a lot of moving parts. And uh, if I would have come to that dealership, I hadn't actually thought of this until just now, but if I were to come to that dealership, if they'd have had a wanted ad and the wanted ad would have been for a general manager or a president of a business that that was the description of, I'm sure I wouldn't have gotten hired because they would have then looked deeper than just the enthusiasm and the basic knowledge of how to fly an airplane. They would have looked to the HR, the human human uh, research resource. They would have looked to all of the other pieces of a business the financial ability, the insurance, understanding insurance. They would have looked to many parts of it before they would have hired. So I was lucky that I had an employer that trusted me and that uh, embraced and was excited about my passion and enthusiasm and helped me put around myself. You know, what he focused on was, I can trust Jay. So if I could put Jay there, I could put some other powerfully talented people in all of those other areas around him, and we could build a business. I don't know that I could have thought myself into as lucky a set of circumstances as I did. But then having gotten there is where the thought and the willingness to think good thoughts, uh, act on that, began to make the difference. And it gave me, not for the first time, because I think I was, for whatever reason, Richard, blessed enough in life 
to wake up each day and see the sunshine mm-hmm. uh, from an early, early, early age. I think a lot of my survival in life was about that and still is today, and hopefully my children see it, those around me see it. Um, but I think that I then became the person that was capable of doing the work and keeping that business going. Uh, and believe me, not every day was easy in that business, especially as we started off overcoming the, the financial challenges, overcoming the human resource challenges that were there, I mean, overcoming the competitive challenges that were in that, in that region. Um, everybody wanted a piece of this deal, um, and I had to hold it together so that I couldn't just give up the pieces because it took the pieces to make the whole. So it was through the positive thought, through the dedication, through the understanding of integrity and transparency. And, you know, just thinking good thoughts is, is hardly enough. If you can't back up the good thoughts with all the, all the uh, substance that it takes to, to create the, the foundation of, of good and, and positive, positiveness, a thought's not enough. It's a great beginning, but it's not enough. Well, Jay, when you just mentioned uh, not every day was a beautiful day, you start your day off mentally looking at the sunshine as part of your optimism you've experienced. As I've known your whole life, you're a very optimistic man with a great sense of humor. But there were challenges. Talk to our audience about challenges, whether it's right now in uh, Colorado where you are or back in the old days in Houston, when you'd have a challenge, how did you stay positive? How did you overcome the challenges that you faced? Well, you know, usually I see the sunshine each day before I ever open my eyes because if I were going to open my eyes to look for the sunshine, the sunshine isn't always there. So you had to have an inner strength. Woo, that's a powerful uh, one that allowed you to believe that uh, though there were some days that were very scary, financially mostly, as we were getting this business off the ground, and I don't know anybody, even in my most successful times, that don't have financial challenges or financial fears or worries. And you can choose to pull the sheets over your head and stay in bed and hope that tomorrow that challenge won't be there, but that isn't really a reality. So after some number of days of believing that you can outsleep the challenge, you're going to have to get up and face the challenge. And I think I've found uh, in life that the sooner you face the challenge, no matter how scary, how frightening it is, uh, and you're not always in that challenge alone. So it's nice to be able to think that there might be somebody in your family or somebody in your friendship circle who you could share the challenge with. Maybe not share the burden, but share the discussion and share the and articulate the fear and have, uh, have someone around you put their arm on your shoulder or say, I understand, and let's talk about it and think how to come to an outcome. So going through challenges alone is probably one of the most difficult things, finding not a partner in the challenge, although when there is a partner in the challenge, they need to certainly, you know, I, I, one of the things I say, um, and whether it's the most uh, 
appropriate time to say it now in this circumstance or in others is let go and see who else is holding on. And, you know, there may be a challenge out there that is not just your challenge, but everybody else has tasked you with the challenge and nobody else is willing to take the challenge with you, even though it is their challenge as well. So mm-hmm. you've got to be able to say, I'm going to let go and see who else is holding on, because seldom are we strong enough to hold something together by ourselves, mm-hmm. especially when those others that are challenged are making the challenge more difficult as opposed to more uh, tolerable or easier to get through by their lack of participation. So, you know, regardless of what the challenge is, and I don't mean to minimize challenges, you know, there are those that have loss of family members, loss of children, uh, absolutely not a dime to pay for something that they must pay for or something precious to them is going to be taken away. I don't mean to minimize that at all. I don't have an answer for those for your listeners. I really don't. And sometimes you can't find an ounce of, of encouragement within yourself in the midst of that kind of a challenge. So please don't let me minimize for your listeners how, how important those are and how you can't just wish them away or think a positive thought and they'll go away. Um, for those things, it's not just thought that makes the challenge go away. It, it is actual substance of an action uh, that will make it go away or minimize it. Okay, so you take action. And ladies and gentlemen, I hope you uh, you heard, understood, Jay Messenger, who is very successful in 40 years in corporate aircraft sales and purchases, that he experiences challenges. In fact, he used the fear word, and he shares that. And not necessarily the person needs to fix it, but he shares it so that he's not alone. And then he uh, looks for a solution right on the bat, right off the bat, instead of postponing that. Jay, uh, how did you keep your group there in Houston positive. You were somewhat of a cheerleader during challenging times. Can you briefly tell us how you kept them motivated and up far to help you become so successful in that first year? Well, don't you always find somebody in some group is uh, a cheerleader? And sometimes people actually resent that. Mm. Why are you so positive? What are you so excited about? Why are you so happy? Mm. Um, and, and, you know, when you come up against that that's often the person that you're not going to convince to approach challenges differently because that's how they approach everything their whole life is from a negative perspective. Um, and you have to figure that out early on, too, because they don't. not everybody has to be a cheerleader, but it sure never hurts if, to have everybody pulling in the same direction. And if you've got especially an inside person pulling against, it, it's like letting go and seeing who else is holding on. If you've got a group of people pulling in the same direction, but you've got one or two other people pulling against you, you know, it's like uh, manufactured tension. I tell people in aviation transactions, we have enough things to be uh, worried about and have uh, stress and tension about. It's terrible when somebody manufactures tension just to keep everybody on edge. That's a terrible way to go through things when somebody on some side is manufacturing tension. So getting a team participation um, is critical whether the team is you and one other person or you and 70 other people 
it's important, and I think one of the ways to create uh, a team spirit is through communication. Mm-hmm. And don't expect someone to go along with something they don't even understand what and why they're going along with. So I think communication is important. Communication takes a lot of courage. It takes a lot of courage to have it. it. takes a lot of courage to hear it. So there's a lot of courage involved in change. Jay, we just have two minutes before we go to break. Briefly, I've known you a long time, as I've said many times during the show today, and your sense of humor is fabulous. Today we're focused on um, a subject that's very uh, important to both you and me and many of our listeners, but a sense of humor. How important is a sense of humor in climbing the ladder of success? Oh, I think it's the most important thing. I, I don't think it's about the ladder of success. I think it's about life. Mm-hmm. It's about life. So you have this has helped propel you in your life, in not only uh, professionally, business-wise, but in your family life with your lovely wife, your lovely children, having a sense of humor. Is that? Would you agree with that? Absolutely. I think that uh, you don't have to tell the best joke in the room, but I think <laughs> you've got to be able to smile and find a little something, a little kernel. Uh, to share and help transfer the smile. Ah, that's so beautiful. And, and you are so good at that. Uh, I've seen you do it. I felt it. I felt, I watched the reaction on other people, their body language when you crack a smile, when you lean back and uh, in your great posture, when you're selling aircraft or talking to your wife. You're just one of the best at the stitch humor and great disposition. We'll be right back after the break. Ladies and gentlemen, stay with us. I'm Richard Levy with Jay Messenger, and you're listening to all about success in the corporate aviation world and in life. And you're listening to Wealthy Thoughts in the Apparent Channel at Voice America. Stay with us. We'll be right back. on Facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world and that includes you visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment have you friended us on Facebook yet why not just go to facebook.com forward slash voice America or search for the keywords voice America once you are part of our Facebook network you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows this week's featured guests and new happenings of the voice America talk radio network and you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all our show archives on demand. All from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. This is Wealthy Thoughts with Richard Levy. To reach us today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send us an email, the address is wealthythoughts at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. 
Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Richard Levy, speaking with Jay Messenger, the CEO and founder of Jay Messenger Corporate Jet Sales, and now in his 40th year of actively buying and selling turbine-powered aircraft. We're so thrilled and honored to have Jay with us today. Jay, let's talk briefly about passion. You obviously have a passion. We talked about how you started in Houston, and now you're in your 40th year. How important is passion and success for you and passion for the men and women who are listed to the show in the United States and all around the world? Oh, I think it's uh, sense of humor and passion uh, are some of the most important personal qualities. Now, I don't want to minimize integrity, honesty, transparency, hard work, but I think if you don't have a foundation of passion for whatever it is, whether it's your family, your job, yourself, your health, uh, and a sense of humor, you probably won't get to the next critical phases of what success is about. Well, Jay, I'm very... You're very clearly a passionate man. Anything come to your mind if there's a man or woman uh, in Europe or in Asia, in the Middle East, or anywhere in the United States who's listening to you and they're thinking themselves, wow, Jay Messenger found his passion. When or how can I find my passion? A difficult question, but what comes to mind that you could advise them about? The person who's doing an eight-to-five job and they're that is to them a job. It's not a passion. What could you invite, consult them on and to find a passion? Well, I wish I could say that on this day at this time doing this thing, it came to me like a bolt of lightning. That's what I said earlier in the show. I, I am blessed to have somehow always had that skill or essence instilled in me, but that isn't how it is, I guess, for everyone. And so what I would say would be try to find small, little things to be passionate about or to be excited about, as opposed to trying to think that you're going to find some huge thing. I think that's a setup for failure because you're not willing to suggest that you're something different until some huge thing has shifted. When if you could see some little bitty, tiny thing a little step, uh, then you could build on that step for the next step. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, let's talk about from passion or uh, secondary meaning or of uh, direction to go from passion is energy. You certainly have a lot of good energy. You talked about before you open your eyes in the morning to look at the sunshine, you're, so to speak, already feeling the sunshine, and you've been doing that your whole life. Talk about, please, your good energy, your strong belief system in business and in personal life, please. Well, you know, I was going to answer the question maybe a little differently to you add to the last piece about business life and personal life because I really do think that a person is a person is a person is a person. And when you see somebody acting uh, poorly as a person in their individual life, you probably are going to figure that whatever they take that personal life into from a business standpoint will be the same or vice versa. So I think if you are uh, energetic at the core of yourself, that's going to transcend everything else that you do. And how do you find the energy? I mean, you know, Richard, and again, it's the same thing. You don't jump out of bed every day 
with the same energy you had the day before or that you might have the next week. A lot of things impact that. Um, the challenges that you know you're going to face that day could certainly make you sit up a little slower and and want to address and embrace that challenge as quickly as the day that you know you're going to take your kids to the circus or something wonderful. But it is a core energy that sustains us, I believe, and I think energy comes from many factors. It certainly comes from a, uh, a reduction of negativity, but I think it also comes from basic things like diet, exercise, uh, addictions, things that, that can that can stunt and keep an energy level down. So it's a sheer energy. What can create energy? If you, if you, it's hard to think positively and feel good when you're not energetic or when you're in pain. And by the way, I got to tell you, it was like a few minutes ago, I didn't want to minimize challenges that people have because of a loss of a child or a loss of a family member or a, a monumental financial uh, reversal that you're about to lose your home or lose your business or something like that, and I don't want to minimize what it means when you are physically uh, impaired or physically in pain. These are difficult things to overcome, and you can't always overcome them with a positive thought. But a core, uh, you know, while you are healthy, while you can make physical changes to create more energy, don't wait a day to start it because you might not have the same capability the next day. And so I try to make, as long as I've got the physical capacity to to enhance and build the energy side of me, I do it. And, uh, and that makes a difference with respect to everything else that you can do in your life. You certainly can't be passionate about much if you are uh, in such physical pain that you can't can't get out of bed or move without taking that pain everywhere you go. I mean, there's a lot of factors. And I, I want to be very careful that your listeners don't just think, again, and I've repeated myself, you can wish yourself or think yourself out of circumstances that are physical or challenges that are, that are multi-focused and don't just, revolve around you the world doesn't revolve around me wow we big point big point jay and uh, i hope our audience picked up on that that uh, the world doesn't rotate around jay and uh, we hear you your message about your thoughts and which reminds me of something you said to me many years ago when you drive to the grocery store the shopping mall wherever i believe you said to me you would visualize getting the A parking spot, the parking spot right by the door. Tell us, although that sounds very simple, what is that a metaphor for, and how does that lead into your way of thinking through life, Jay? Well, I don't think that because I think I'm going to get a great parking spot that all of a sudden somebody's going to realize they're done shopping, race out to that (laughs) great spot, back out, and I'm going to pull in. But I know for a fact that if I don't believe it's there, at least to start with, I'm not going to get it. I'll probably park at the back thinking, oh, my gosh, this is an awfully crowded parking lot. Why even try going up there? So it's a belief that good things can happen, and they're certainly going to happen more often than not if you act as if they can. So go to the front of the parking lot and see if that space is there as opposed to believing it's not and going to the back. Okay, so you set the mind out, and I believe you said you've had good 
good results with that type of thinking and at least in my impression conscious consciously or subconsciously that's been a little somewhat of your modus operandi in life into your success Jay, speaking of visualization, you had a mantra that you mentioned to me. If you can see it, you can be it. Could you share with your with our audience what you meant by that? Well, yeah, and I got to tell you, that was a mantra that uh, I learned from a good friend of mine who passed away this year and was oh. a great supporter of me, Zig Ziglar, and uh, and that's that that was something that he said. He didn't just say it, he believed it, and I didn't just hear it, I incorporated it. And uh, and if you can't see it, I, you know, going back, Richard, to the person you suggested, and I won't say his name, who was a client of mine, one of the most famous actors in television and stage actors that there was, and uh, in one of Zig Ziglar's books, he quoted me on this, and and uh, and it was a story about me sitting with, that man in an airplane and uh, having a picture in my mind of me shaking his hand and thanking him for the sale. And Zig said, well, did you take it the day that you made the sale? And I said, no, I took it about six months before in my mind. Wow. And then worked towards that every day until I really had somebody take that picture of me with him on the ramp next to his airplane. Now, Richard, that doesn't mean that because you mentally can see it, it's going to happen. But you, if you can't see it happening at some place in your psyche, you have nothing to strive for and to create the uh, steps to get there. And so, you know, take the mantra away and take the spiritual side of it away and just take the practical side and say, I believe I can make a sale to that person and then under, then go back and say, what would it take to make a sale to that person? What do they expect in this process? What is, will it take to have them say yes? And starting from today until the time that it would occur, what would what would it take to reach those goals step by step? So it's certainly a mantra, but it is a practical method of getting from point A to point B as well. Wow, folks. You want to listen to this broadcast again and again. It'll be on my website tonight. What Jay just shared with you about visualization with a picture of selling a corporate aircraft to this very, very famous person uh, who is famous not only in the United States but all around the world. Well, speaking of visualizations, Jay, I recall many years ago we were just coming up on another break, but you had a picture of uh, on your refrigerator of some handsome guy, fit, confident, and you put him on a refrigerator what did that do to your psyche to your feelings your belief as you looked at this handsome fellow on your refrigerator it wasn't me by the way <laughs> um, so all it did was gave me a goal to work towards which was that person looks healthy that person looks alive that person looks fit that person looks energetic that person could be me and it gave me an opportunity to strive towards something. And by the way, I had to do the same thing, Richard. I couldn't just look at that picture every day and expect to be that. But I took where I was today, the first day I put that picture on my refrigerator, and where I thought I, it would, what it would take for me to get there, and I said, okay, 
that's going to take a combination of making sure when I open the refrigerator door, I pull the right things out to eat and I put the right things in it to pull out. It means I'm going to have to spend a little time um, being still and being quiet to gain the energy. It meant that I had to set a, a, a regimen for exercise. By the way, it didn't mean I had to go to the gym and make myself crazy every day. Mm-hmm. Exercise is simple, and you do that one step at a time, too. But it just gave me something to work towards and build. The, it was truth in advance. Build right. the picture of where I wanted to be and then practically build the process to get there. It's not just about great thoughts. I had to right. build a practical set of steps, one step mm-hmm. after the other, one foot in front of the other to get there. Well, you've done that, and the proof is in your success. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we've got a little bit more after we come back from the break with Jay Messenger. Stay with us. Jay's going to share us more on his philosophy, his feelings on success and belief in himself. Stay with us. This is fantastic. I'm Richard Levy with Jay Messenger. We'll be right back. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Take us on the go. It's even easier now. The Voice America Talk Radio Network has launched our mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market to download the app powered by Aircast. It's free and no registration is necessary. In minutes, you could be enjoying your favorite Voice America Talk Radio host, no matter where you are, in the car, out and about, while traveling, or anytime you can't be close to your computer. Catch up on the archives you've missed or discover new shows on the spot. Search Voice America at your favorite app store. We're on Facebook, along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. This is Wealthy Thoughts with Richard Levy. To reach us today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send us an email, the address is WealthyThoughts at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I'm speaking with Jay Messenger, the CEO and founder of Jay Messenger Corporate Jet Sales. Forty years in the business. Fantastic story. He's dealt with a lot of important people around the world. You were just talking about Zig Ziglar and our, our condolences to his family. Zig passed away this uh past year and Jay was in the book and I was just uh, talking to Jay about that during the break. Jay, from all the reading you've done in these motivational books, whether it's Ziggs or others, do you practice any affirmations? How do you deal with affirmations in your own psyche, your own thought process? Well, I, I think I use affirmations all the time. 
I um, I think I do it subconsciously and consciously. I think that I, it's just a part of my life. It's a part of my makeup, and uh, it's a part of about me that is capable of seeing something better or something work or something uh, accomplished or overcoming a challenge. And, uh, you know, I'm not necessarily a very religious person, but I certainly do say thank you more than one time every day, whoever I'm saying thank you to, um, and asking for encouragement or asking to find the right words. And probably what I'm really doing is asking permission to myself to go into myself and to my makeup and find the capability which is probably already there through past experiences and, and uh, past circumstances. Hmm, very, very interesting. Thankful. Is that another way of gratefulness, appreciation? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Folks, pay attention to that one. That's so simple. I don't care what kind of challenges you're experiencing in life. You just heard from Jay Messenger. Use the thank you word. Express thankful, thankfulness. Ex- express gratefulness and appreciation. And you're going to exclude, you're going to radiate positive energy. Jay, you had mentioned to me, uh, Many years ago, you were a big fan of positive thinking books. Uh, Zig Ziglar is one of them, one of your big fans. And then at one point, I believe in your life, you stopped basically reading positive thinking books. Why don't you share with our audience why you made that decision? I will. And let me just add one more thing, Richard, to what you said. Sure. I don't always say thank you to, to the sky or some bigger being. I make it a point to say thank you to people, too. Uh, and, and express my gratitude for, for big things and small things that other people do. Wow, it's important, so, folks. Yeah, very important. and people Thank love you. that. People are very uh, often not thanked for things that uh, they should be thanked for. Anyway, the books. Everybody's bedside table probably has books stacked up on it. My book, my bedside table was getting higher and higher with books stacked up, and uh Every time somebody would suggest one, I'd buy it and stack it on the table. And one day I realized that really stacking them up, even reading them, was uh, probably a distraction to actually acting on the things that I had read and learned. And frankly, only thing different in the books was maybe a little different twist. They were all the same. They were all about uh, affirmations, positive thought, believing it, seeing it knowing you could do it, not being discouraged. After a while, you just have to stop reading the books. It doesn't mean, by the way, you can't pick one up. But you have to stop reading and you have to start acting or you're never going to get beyond the covers of the book. And uh, I found that I had enough. I knew enough. I had read enough. Now I could go out and be enough by just acting on what I had read. Okay. Well, you are around... So many people in your life, you talked about earlier in the show about negative people. That's real life. You and I know that. We both know and everybody listening knows that we all experience challenges. How do you handle in your daily business or personal life the negative person? That's a question I get all the time, Jay. Well, sometimes I have to work with them because I'm in the middle of a circumstance that I can't just be so lucky to say, you're negative, I'm sorry, we're not going to talk anymore, or I'm not going to help you. Um, so you have to 
protect yourself from the negativity by knowing that that's them, it's not me. And uh, I think everybody's got to have some kind of a protection method to protect themselves from that. And yet you can't protect yourself from that always by hanging up the phone, closing the door, or walking the other direction. Sometimes you've got to walk next to them, finish the conversation, uh, continue to be in the room with them, but you've just got to be strong enough to say thank you, not to them necessarily, or maybe even to them, thank you for that, I hear you, uh, or thank you to whoever you look to to say thank you to in the day and know that you're strong enough and protected enough that they won't become you, that thought won't, it won't become you, and that you can be stronger and more positive than that. Okay, so you have your own way of protecting your thoughts and your mind, and you're polite with them. You're not rude to them by any means. Um, you told me that you uh, repeat yourself, I can do that, instead of saying that will never do, I can't do that, or that is stupid right. in terms of negative thinking. Uh, were those the thoughts that you avoid thinking about? Yeah, you know, yeah. If you uh, if somebody starts shouting at you and you shout back, all that really is occurring is an escalation of the shouting. Uh, if you can begin to dampen the negative side without ex- exacerbating the negative side, uh, you will you will end what could be a a much worse uh, confrontation or what could be a confrontation quicker. So you've just got to continue to, to uh, drown out, even if it's just in the self-talk that you're having, the negativity, even in the midst of a conversation with a negative person. Jay, we have about 30 seconds. Uh, tell the audience, if you can, about your view, the 360-degree view, when you do a favor for somebody. Can you briefly enlighten us on that? Yeah, that's one of my favorites, Richard. You know, sometimes... And I'm someone that tries to do for others regularly. And I learned a long time ago that when you do something nice for somebody, often you'll continue facing that person, or at least metaphorically facing that person, waiting for them to do something nice back. And the truth is what you might be missing is someone 180 degrees behind you Hmm. waiting to do something nice for you as a result of a, universe payback, if you will, or just goodness begets goodness. And if you don't forget to turn around, uh, or, or if you do forget to turn around all the time to see what's around you, uh, you're probably going to miss the good that's being returned. Wow. Well, that's a fantastic way to uh, conclude the show. Jay, I'm speaking on behalf of many people in the United States and around the world. Thank you so much. You're a very busy man. You're very successful. And we'd like to thank you for spending time today with us on Wealthy Thoughts. And I know you have put down all the positive thinking books, but you downloaded my book. And yep. as a big thank you, I want to send you a signed copy of the book, and I'll send that to your office to let you know how much we appreciate and love you. Oh, thank you. I'll have it now electronically, and I'll have one to cherish on my bookshelf. Thank you, Richard. Thank you, Jay. You were magnificent. Well, I tell you, ladies and gentlemen, on, I hope you join me in thanking Jay and sending Jay more thoughts of even more prosperity and happiness. 
Thank you so much, Jay. That's it for today, ladies and gentlemen. We hope to see you, dear friends, in New York City on October 19th for our Wealthy Thoughts Seminar. It's just $30 a person, and we think everybody can come and spend a day learning about letting go of negativity and thinking new thoughts of success and prosperity. Come see us on Facebook. You can follow us also on Twitter and subscribe through our website to our free daily prosperity messages. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Richard Levy. We'll see you again next Monday for another edition of Wealthy Thoughts. Remember to love, appreciate, and admire the most important person you know. That is you. Take good care of yourself and remember to focus on the good things in life and let the universe reward you beyond your finest imagination. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye from Chicago. Thank you for inviting positive success into your life this week on Wealthy Thoughts. Please join host Richard Levy again next Monday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, and 2 p.m. Central Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. And this week, think of something positive you can do to bring success to yourself and others.